Hello and welcome to my show. Today I'll be doing a top 10 of the funniest jokes as well as some internet advice giving. You know what? And also, since today is my birthday, I'll top it off with an embarrassing moment as a kid. So sit back, relax, and here is the show. Yo, Rex, play the new intro. Want to get a big shout out to Christopher Johnson of the band Hard Look for making that awesome intro. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to make me the best uh, intro music that I've heard in a, in a while. Uh, speaking of Chris Johnson, he'll be in my origin story this Sunday, uh, where we'll talk about his life as well as his band, Hard Look, and why he chose the genre that he's doing. So uh, I'll keep you in touch with any kind of news. Uh, come to my Facebook page, which is Johnny Tacos Podcast, and I also have a Instagram page. With, with the same name, uh, Johnny, Johnny Tacos Podcast. So uh, get on there, hit a like. You can leave me a message for any kind of ideas that you might have or what you would like to hear in the future. So with that going on, uh, let's start the show. I like to start off with a fun fact. So you know what? Let's do it. Let's just, let's just do it. <laughs> Pigs do not sweat. If someone tells you they're sweating like a pig, you might want to point out to them that if they were biologically accurate, they would that would mean that they're not sweating at all. Swines are born without sweat glands, so when they need to cool off, their only option tends to be a cool puddle of mud in which they can roll around in. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's try this. Let's try this. Uh, online question advice. Uh, I'll think of what to call it later. Uh, here we go. I've discovered how my boyfriend really feels about me. Hated, repulsed, embarrassed, etc. He makes horrible comments about me. His longtime girlfriend online. His friends add mean comments and don't even know me. How can loving and caring for someone get you hated and despised? Going to sleep every night, now seriously hoping that I don't wake up. Couldn't be any sadder. I truly hope none of this happens. But all these stories and people's comments can only be real. By Stun. Stun, if someone is calling you um, that that they're your boyfriend and that long time boyfriend as to speak and and then they ridicule you and call you names and all that that's not a boyfriend that that that's like an enemy uh, the best the best advice I can give you is to 
if you have not already told them about your feelings, about how you feel about this situation and how this um, is is really weighing down on your psyche and is showing you that you're not loved and if he doesn't care about that, then the my best advice is to find other people because there are other people that will meet the needs that you need. So, so yeah, dump the boyfriend and then put in uh, revolting comments about him and his lifestyle. Now nah, I'm just playing. Just, just let him go. It's time to let him go. It's time to let him fly away because you are better than that. All right. For the next question, my best friend's wife has cancer. They discovered the tumor when they were investigating why they weren't getting pregnant. Uh, they both abs they, they're both absolutely devastating as they can't start a family until the cancer is under control. It's too early to know what their prognosis will be. My problem is that my friend hasn't told me. My mom called me because she worried that neither he nor his wife are talking to anyone about this. I'm definitely his best friend, so if he hasn't told me, he hasn't told anyone. How do I broach this topic? Should I? We have an incredible friendship. We've never had secrets, shared everything, and are completely open with each other. He knows that I, I'd have zero judgment and only want to help in any way I could. Where do I go from here? Bestie in left field. Well, Bestie in left field, uh, it's, it's difficult for men to open up to other men. Um, especially when something as scary as cancer and you know it's it's not him that has cancer so to speak it's his wife and his wife has cancer this is the love of his life and they they want to have a baby so bad and it's it, it's hard to try to reach out uh for somebody uh it's it's hard to tell somebody hey I'm scared, and I need help, and I need someone to be there for me. Uh, my advice, my advice is just to be there for your friend. And if he wants to open up, let him open up. Uh, if he doesn't, just still be there, because even if he doesn't tell you this, doesn't mean that he, he still won't tell you everything. He just needs to have time to process everything, because this is a big thing. Cancer is a big thing. It's 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 a huge, huge news on, on. About anybody's topic nowadays. So, that is my best advice for you. So, and, and that's the best advice for anybody that's dealing with uh, that knows someone that's dealing with cancer. You can't just go up there and say, "I know how you're feeling. I know where you've been, and I know what you've done," and I I I. You know, you, you don't know. If you never had cancer, you don't know the fear, the anxiety, the the total loneliness that this can cause a person's brain. So, just still be there. Be there for them. Because it's, it's a hard road, and it's even harder if they have to do it alone. 
Recently, my boyfriend cheated on me with an ex he ran into in a bar when out uh, went out with the boys. Uh, this is going to be a hard thing to read. And that night decided to go back to her. He told me nothing happened, then shrugged me along for the nearly a week while meeting with her a couple more times. We talked daily, every night. He said, sweet dreams and talk to you in the morning, all while planning our goodbye. Uh, though he had previously told me that this woman made him feel like garbage, five years after leaving her, he's now going back. He said that it that he can be himself around her. I'm a good person, supportive, empathetic, not a drama queen. I prefer to talk things through. If I love someone, I'm not very good at hiding my feelings. But now I'm at a total loss. My question is, I'm not good enough for you. You deserve someone better. Something that guys say just to get out of a relationship. Or do they mean it? I've been told this before. Do they truly believe they aren't worth uh, of being loved? So then they sabotage the relationship. Why can't they be happy being loved by one good person? It's very lonely up on this pedestal where I've been placed. Uh, by confused and heartbroken. Well, uh, confused and heartbroken. He cheated on you. He cheated on you with an ex. And he did not just do it once. He did it a couple of times. He is not worthy to be in with you. Point blank. He's not worthy. You can go and hear him say, you're too good for me. What it is, is that he wasn't ready for the relationship. He wasn't ready to commit to you when it when he still apparently had feelings for the ex. Uh, I understand that you're hurt and that you're at a loss because you, you actually like this person and you're a good person and you believe that good people um, fall last and it's, it's not like that. What I would do is find, here's my advice. What I would do is I would find everything that reminds, reminds you of him, put it all in a box, and douse that box with a nice fire um, ignition, you know, lighter fluid. Pour that lighter fluid, light that baby on fire, and burn your thoughts away. Because he is really not good for you. You are too good for him. And he's a dumb, but I can't say the A word because this is a family show. But he's a dumb butt to, to um, leave you like that. So that is my advice on that. Here's another one. I met a man 15 years older than me. And we're in an eight-year relationship. We maintain separate homes, but spend most days together. He is smitten. Well, is, is he 15 years older, or are you 15 years older? 
How old are you and how old is he? Smitten. Anyways, we helped each other travel and live together for three months in the winter. I've always paid my half of the expenses. I'm an entrepreneur and taught him about real estate investments. His adult son told me that to get, uh, to get a will, put his name on all the banking, sell any investment property with me to avoid any problems for him if his father died. I still held title of the investment property. He's also convinced his father to sell his principal property. Sadly, suddenly, um, he's now moving to a retirement home, but wants to help settle up his room uh, to continue the relationship. I feel used. Two years into our intimate relationship, he told me that someone said he should be careful with black women because they rip white men off. My partner said that he's proven them wrong. Uh, for six years, he refused to reveal who said that. I've now said I need to know or we can separate since he decided to move on by himself. Used and angry. Uh, you know, a lot of people, when they see somebody having a good thing, they like to throw out a lot of negative aspects. And, you know, a lot of the negative aspects don't even portray what you are. So what? You're a, you're a black woman. If you're a good person, you're a good person. Uh, if you're a... a a butt munch, you're a butt munch, you know, um, he, he looks like his son orders him to do stuff around, that's a red flag right there, um, he won't tell you who, who said it, who cares, who cares what the person said, who cares, you know, all, all that's going to do is, you tell her who it is, all it's going to do is bring more resentment in a relationship. But apparently the relationship's already over, so who cares? Who, who cares? Uh, if someone that I was dating said, well, these people said do not date a tall white guy because he can't, he can't grab stuff under the bed. Or he... It takes a long time to he has to get on a stepladder to kiss or something like that. I wouldn't ask who who said that. So the the best part of way is if you're not happy in a relationship, if you're just finding stuff to 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 get mad about in a relationship, then uh, don't be in that relationship. It's clear as day. It's clear as day. You know. We have another one from My Dreams or My Family. I'm, a ha I'm happily married to my adorable wife for 11 years. We have two sons, age 6 and 3. I'm an engineer and my wife is a biologist. Biologist. Unfortunately, I don't work in my field of study and it's been frustrating for me. I feel that I can do much better but I haven't been able to land the dream job. However, my wife works in healthcare 
and she earns well, despite the fact that her current role isn't exactly what she expected, i.e. working in genetics. It pays the bills, so we're able to have a middle-class lifestyle. Recently, I received an exciting job offer in the United Kingdom. I'd like to accept. My wife could easily find a job in London, and she's not keen about moving there. Yet, she gave me her blessing and let me embark on this adventure by myself for the time being. If this is what I need to feel more appreciated. I don't want to leave my family, but I feel torn. The issue causing much strain in our relationship. I'm nearly 50. Should I pursue my dreams or just accept that it's too late and I need to concentrate on my family needs? Okay, my dreams or my family? That is a good question. Uh, it's good to have dreams. But once you have that bond, that marriage, uh, your dreams get altered just a little bit. And what I mean by that means that a lot of stuff that you would dream to be to to go out to go abroad uh, to 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 do things that you would normally would would be called exotic, you know, um, needs to change or alter to suit the family as a whole. Yeah, I know that this awesome job came into your lap and it's all the way in the United Kingdom and she doesn't want to move there. Um, long distance relationships at most do not work. It causes a lot of stress on a relationship. Uh, it's harder to trust when they're far away. Uh, to, the foundation is, is not there. You know, this is a dream you wanted. But it came a little too late. But she said that she, she's, she wants you to go over there. Maybe that'll make you feel happy. So she knows you're unhappy in that relationship. My, my advice is... To you really need to go and sit down and talk with her because she knows that you're not happy and it's probably killing her. So go over there and talk to her and really make a, a compelling argument about how she should come there. Because I believe that a family should not be torn apart because of a job. That uh, it's a unit together under one roof, you know, under God. So, yeah, my suggestion is I would talk to her. And if she doesn't want to go, then don't don't go because it might seem like it's going to be awesome. But what if this job turns out to be more of an issue than what it what it costs your marriage? All right, well, that is a few advice I gave, uh, internet advice, so I hope you enjoy this. If you like this, then I can do it again in another segment, but you know what? Let's, let's go on. Let's go on to top 10. 
Number 10. I was having dinner with Gary Kaskaparo, world champion, chess champion. And there was a check table check, check tablecloth. It took him two hours to pass me the salt. <laughs> I butchered that one. All right. Number nine. I was in Tesco and I saw this man and woman wrapped in a barcode. I said, are y'all two an item? Waka, waka, waka. Number eight. A group of chess enthusiasts checked into a hotel and were standing in the lobby discussing their recent tournament victories. After about an hour, the manager came out of the office and asked them to disperse. But why, they asked, as they moved off. Because, he said, I can't stand chestnuts boasting in the open foyer. Uh, I didn't write these jokes. Number seven. A priest, a rabbi, and a vicer, vicer walked into a bar. The barman says, is this some kind of joke? Uh, a vicer? I don't know. Number six. My therapist says I have a preoccupation with vengeance. We'll see about that. These are not even the funniest jokes. Number five. I'm on a whiskey diet. I've lost about three days already. Ah, that's a knee snapper, youngster. Number four. Doc, I can't stop singing the green, green grass of home. He said, that sounds like Tom Jones syndrome. Is it common? I asked. It's not unusual, he replied. <laughs> you can get it. It's not unusual to be loved by one. I can just see Pastor John doing the dance. Alright, number three. Police arrested two kids yesterday. One was drinking battery acid. The other was eating fireworks. They charged one and let the other one off. Uh, <laughs> battery, charge one, let the other one off. <sighs> Boy, I thought these were going to be funny. These are the first time I'm hearing them just like you are. Number two, I said to the gym instructor, can you teach me to do the splits? He said, how flexible are you? I said, I can make Tuesdays. <laughs> Hopefully this one is number one. Here it goes. Number one. A woman gets on a bus with her baby. The bus driver says, oh, that's the ugliest baby I've ever seen. The woman walks to the rear of the bus and sits down, frowning. She said to the man next to her, the driver just insulted me. The man says, you go up there and you tell him off. Go on now. I'll hold your monkey for you. <laughs> that was top 10 funniest jokes ever. You know what I'm going to do with that? I'm going to file it.
Okay, well that was it for the top 10 funniest jokes ever. I think I lost some listeners there. I'm sorry. I must write a verbal apology. I did not write those jokes. I promise you, I did not write them. But I will apologize on behalf of the joke makers. I am sorry, and I will never do it again. You will never hear those jokes again unless you hear this podcast again. Which do people really repeat listening to the podcast? One never knows. Alright. Well, this comes to the ending part of my show. Which is an embarrassing story. Everybody loves a juicy, embarrassing story. And I have one for you. So gather round, children. As I tell you a tale of a hopeless, romantic second grader. In the tale of the second grade girl. I was a me lass of eight years old when I first met the girl that I was madly in love with. Her name was Christina something, for I've forgotten in my old age. But Christina had this thing about me. And I would follow her. One day, I paid a guy $2 to find out where this Christina lives. We'll just say that the guy took the money and ran. I guess he didn't want to do any light stocking for me. So with months and months of me uh, trying to get a idea on how I can tell this girl my undying love for her. So I finally went up to one of her friends and said, Hey, can you tell Christina that I want to be her boyfriend? And that I am madly in love with her. Five minutes came by, which felt like an eternity to a a boy of eight years old. She came up and said, She does not like you. You are fat and ugly. I took that news devastatingly. I, I... fell to the floor, wailing and crying in the bathroom. But one thing you never do, and you never do, is lay in the bathroom of an elementary boy's school. Because aiming is not on the itinerary of these boys when they have to use the restroom. So I woke up, Not woke up. I got up. My shirt, my pants were covered in this wet, smelly kind of thing. So I had to spend the rest of the day 
smelling like pee-pee pants. And that really sealed my doom from being with Miss Christina, what's her name? The end. That is my most embarrassing elementary uh, story. I hope you enjoyed it. Well, that's all I have for today. Today is my 45th birthday, so I hope y'all go online and hit comment happy birthday to me on my Facebook, which is the Johnny Tacos Podcast. And also, you can also send uh, comments on my Instagram, which is also called the Johnny Tacos Podcast. So, I hope you enjoyed this show. It was kind of a rush show. Uh, I had a couple of uh, times where I had to redo um, because I wanted to make it good. I, you know, I'm, I'm now going on iHeartRadio. I'm, I'm on a lot of podcasts that y'all subscribe to. So, I want to make it, I want to make it pop out. I want to make it silly. I want to, and then I want to make it serious. I, I want to have this, this smorgasbord of stuff to, to bring to the table. Like, like I have the origin stories. I have the taco talk where I, I talk about serious stuff. And then I have this show, the Johnny Taco show, where I'm just doing funny stuff, just doing crazy stuff, top 10, stuff like that. I also have a lot of, a lot of other stuff in my head, stories, uh, uh, segments I want to do and all that. So it's pretty exciting what's going on. So I just want to say thank you to everybody that, um, enjoys my podcast and enjoys what I talk about. And hopefully once I start getting into more and more episodes, uh, the more I feel more comfortable talking because this had taken me three hours to do a 30 minute podcast. So yeah. And I want to at least do 30 minutes for a 30 minute podcast. <laughs> Uh, but you know, preparations and all that stuff has to happen. But, uh, again, thank you all for, for, uh, showing up today and, um, I hope to hear from y'all and I hope to see y'all soon. Uh, God bless y'all. Don't have a good day. Have a great day. This is the Johnny Tacos Show.